Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Stuff Bar. Colt knows truth. Don't. I mean, let's just let's just get the cat out of the bag. We're not wealthy. No, this is uh, this is the flu game God. right here. Playing hurt. The voices probably reflect that. I'm not gonna dwell on it too much, but um, we had a time. Phoenix Open came. It arrived. And now, thank God, it's gone for another year because I can't, I can't handle it anymore. But by God, what a week it is, buddy! You know what? Um, I'm, I'm actually hoping nobody watches this on YouTube because I feel like my eyes look like I just got in a fight with Mike Tyson. You don't look um, great. You're a little. We're here. You're a bit wet. We're here. We made it. Um, I think we left it all on the field. Things, things went great. Scotty Scheffler, back-to-back champion. Um, we had our set again on 16. As we do, myself and Amanda. And listen, I gave it all I got. I got I, I got nothing left in the tank. Uh, and, and apparently Tiger Woods is playing golf this week. Tiger's playing at Riv. Oh, Don't know God. if you heard. That's a big deal. Scotty won. Uh, we were out there until the last putt dropped. And God bless Scotty Scheffler for avoiding <laughs> a playoff. But there was not uh, there was 55 guys rooting their asses off for Scotty like he was part of their family out there yesterday and he got it done uh he's a monster at that place that thing's um turned into a nice little piggy bank for him but yeah the week dude i mean from the larry which shout out to everybody that came out for that thing man that was spectacular we had a great time out there to concert the coliseum to the bird's nest and all the stuff it's just it's a special week man if you can ever get out there i'd say it's a bucket list event cult for golf people if you've never been to it there's not there's like you can't you can't say it enough. Like there's just not anything else like it. But it does take its toll. Glad we got a uh another year before the next one, but it was sweet. We got a streaker. Uh, you know, I don't know how much of that got on the broadcast, but it got a lot of buzz around where we were. I'll tell you this, it didn't get on the broadcast, but good. Our wonderful producer Seller Shy made an unbelievable comment. He says, No, he was not a streaker. He was competing in an Iron Man. He ran, he swam. And then there was a cop there with bike. <laughs> I was like, all he, all he was missing was the bike to complete the Ironman at, at the Phoenix Open. That's actually really good. I yeah. we, we started to hear about it right when it happened. I was like, I didn't see this dude, whatever. He gets out on 16 green, does a little pole dance with the flagstick there. Normally on 16, like if you even get on the ground, like it's done. Some There's so much security down there. He put like this Tyreek Hill fake on the security guard, got through the tunnel, ended up in the lake on 17. I was like, that's got to be the longest streak in the history, but his mugshot, if you just have you seen his mugshot on I Twitter? I've not seen you, the mugshot. You haven't seen this dude? Uh-uh. Check him out as soon as we get done with this. You'll look at it and I could give you a hundred guesses and be like, pick the one crime that this dude has for this mugshot. You'd be like streaker. He looks he looks like he's built to streak, but um that was a big that was a deal. And um man, no aces on 16, but we got one on seven for big Rick. I was I was in the group How right about behind it? him. It was loud. Awesome. It? it was loud. You know, our we do we do that set, and obviously last year we had Sam Ryder make the hole in one. The place went nuts, so everybody was expecting it this year. Last shot of the day, best shot of the day. Adam Hadwin hit it to like six inches. Place went nuts. I mean, you can hear it in our voice. It's just it's it's tra- it's comical. It's tragic, but this is what it does. It's just a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of partying. Like you said, I'm glad it's over. Yeah, well said. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, the more we talk and before we get to the interview here, the more of a disservice we're doing the listeners because it is painful. 
Uh, highlight. Let's end it with one thing here. Highlight of the week for you. What do you got? Best moment, I guess, of the Phoenix Open. Man, I don't know. Like, there's so many. It was so much fun. I, like, I literally, I have such a blast getting to be on 16 all day. I got gymnast to chuckle. I said we had a we, we had a loaded leaderboard and a loaded gallery. Um, and, Both uh, true. Both yeah. true. But just everything, man. I, I love the week. It's just unlike anything else we ever get to do in the game of golf. The people that were out there got to meet Adam Schefter, the legend. Uh, Booger McFarlane, who, by the way, says he's a huge fan of subpar. Talked to him for a while. What a guy. Yeah, what I mean, a guy. Got, I'm meeting these people that I have no idea they know who the hell we are, and they actually listen to our podcast. So I met Dave Portnoy. That was pretty, yep, pretty yep. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. Congratulations to him on his purchase. And the trade for Kevin Durant. Um, maybe he'll run news here here in the Valley. Big I mean, news. Sub, There's some sub bar brought to you by the Phoenix Sun. Sounds pretty cool. I mean, maybe we do some live <laughs> ones at half court at halftime. You know what I mean? Um, I'm with you. The whole week's a highlight. I thought the final, the last night I saw you, Colt, was Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> that was probably that was probably it for me. That was Chain Smokers night, which I'm not. I like them. Uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a. I need a little more singing. I feel like at the concerts that I like. There's a lot of noises happening around that thing, and God damn the group that was out there, and then the post game back there at the coop with you. That was um, probably it for me, and that's when I had to really wake up the next morning and reflect on things and say this is this is too much. It ends, and I came home and watched the Super Bowl. As I probably highlight for you, the Eagles didn't win. Eagles didn't win. I pissed off a lot of Philly fans. On the broadcast, I've gotten a few threats. Um, Good. People in Philadelphia are not very happy with me. I did decide to just go ahead and add on to it last night after they lost. I just said, hi, Philly, on Twitter, which went over also very well. But it was an incredible game. Tip of the cap to both teams. That was incredible. Just to show you how much of an asshole Philly fans are, Dak Prescott got the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the NFL. They booed him at the Super Bowl last night. I'll tell you this. I got no dog in this fight. Uh, I'm not Thanks. a Chiefs guy. I'm not an Eagles guy. However, one of our buddies, Thunderbird guy, he runs most of the clubs, like, down in Old Town, Scottsdale. Leading into, the, like, starting on Monday, he's like, dude, the amount of fights and people are having to kick out wearing Eagles shirts. He's like, they just come in and they're just ready to swing on. So he's like, I've never seen anything like it. We got, we're kicking people out left and right. These Philly fans are a problem. They're a passionate, passionate bunch. I don't got anything um, – against either team because we you know or excuse me against philly because we're not in the same division but i figured that had to be the one for you i hated how that game ended though dude the whole thing called like all right slow it down like frame by frame there's a little but it's like dude they were playing pretty physical that game and that that was that was it after that i was like you know philly tried to let them score and they said no we'll just you know slide run it and then i thought that for what was a great game uh that would be a tough one if you're on the Eagles side. Yeah, but man, what it was awesome. I mean, it was action packed the whole way. Congrats to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Um, by the way, our fellow Birdie Juice Chug Bud guy, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Ain't shout scared. out. I bet he had a few of them last night, but what a time it was. Um, congrats to the Chiefs. An awesome Super Bowl lived up to the hype. But how about our guest this week? You're a big man. Stand up comedy. You are a you're one of the biggest fans I've ever ever known nate bargazzi in the house live and in person i mean how good is this guy it was awesome man i had never met him he came in 
whatever day we recorded that, can't remember, came in. The next day he was out at the Phoenix Open and kind of needed some help with some things and like getting around and stuff. And he was like, right, I was right there. So I kind of like helped him around, got to talk to him, hang out with him for a while. Not a nicer, more genuine guy that's turned into like, I mean, he's a he's a star now in the comedy world. And he, he couldn't, right be, couldn't be a better dude. Um, and man, it was fun sitting down and talking with him. I always like getting outside the golf box, you know, occasionally. And this this was a treat. All right. Well, let's get to it. He's got his new special on Amazon Prime called Hello World, which we do every day here on Golf Sub Bart. Nate Bargatze. Here he is. All right. What a treat we have in store here today. We got one of the most popular comics in all of stand up right now. His fifth comedy special, Hello World, is out now on Prime Video. Fresh off playing at Pebble Beach, now in the Valley of the Sun. Nate Bargatze. Good to have you, dude. Good to have you. I mean, good to have me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I like having you guys. Thanks for coming to this sh podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We're dialed, dude. I don't know the name of it, but thanks for being here. Yeah, right, all yeah. Cylinders. This is something I dreamed up a long time ago, doing a golf podcast and to have two look guests at, like yourself. Look at your career now. I could have never envisioned golf so far would one day yeah. have been reached. Yeah, dude. Big moment. Yeah. No, I'm excited to be here. I'm a big fan, so. We appreciate moment. it. Yeah. I appreciate you. I know you had an on. amazing time at Pebble last week, your first AT&T Pebble Beach Prime, but you got to be a little excited to be here in Phoenix, get out of that cold weather up there. It was crazy. Uh, you know, I've only played Pebble one other time, and we got lucky, and it was, like, great. And so, and then the, the practice rounds were, like, it was pretty nice. Perfect. And so you're like, all right, this baby won't be bad. And then it got, yeah, it got real. I, we played Thursday was that first day. We were on NPCC, and we started on the back, and then we're in the front by the water. And, the, like, they had to water their greens to try to keep the ball on it. And it, and it was just, like, you know, you can play, but you're like, I don't know how to hit in the wind. Like, there's not a – I don't have a like keep it below the wind shot. <laughs> like, but you're just, like a five handicap. Yeah, I mean, what you is got your game. Yeah, I'm a seven, six point three to be, Solid. but trending. it's uh, trending. Uh, I play, yeah, I actually played really good Thursday, Friday. Spyglass uh, was not so much, but uh, I like beat Larry Fitzgerald. So you got to play. You were paired with Ian Strillman, correct? Ian Strillman. Good group, and you clipped him. Yeah. I heard him talking. I saw a little Twitter thing going around where. I think you hooked one or something. Like, oh, we got a chance today or something yeah. like that that went out. But you end, thought, up, you end up getting his ass. I mean, it's, it's a just, lot of ass, too. Uh, it is. It's a, <laughs> it's a, a lot one. to have. Ain't yeah. It? He, uh, a wonderful person. I mean, just a delight. My dad and uncle were falling around and like he was talking to them all week. And like he's just uh, was such a great guy. All of them were Strillman, Webb Simpson, I've known who I played with. Uh, so the whole group was great. But yeah, but Larry. I gotta show him what's Who's up. the meanest guy in that group? Because I mean, like, what, like you said, Webb Simpson, yeah. you, Oof. Kevin Streelman, Larry Fitzgerald. Those four are the nicest people I've ever yeah. met. Streels. Uh, Streels is probably the meanest. Gotta be just by default. De yeah, could you be Streels. He told me I hit on eight at uh, Pebble. Uh, it was in the wind. I hit unreal. I uh, first shot just in the fairway. Hit an unbelievable six iron that stuck at like eight feet above the hole, and uh, and then three putted. And then, and Strowman told me. But then he goes, "It's two of the best golf shots I've ever seen on this hole, and three of the worst putts." <laughs> and I, because you're like, feel like you're in the like. Strowman would read a lot, and they all would help you with the putts. Uh, and Strowman read a lot of them, and uh, and he told me that one. And then, but I mean, you know, there was a couple that I thought I, I hit it good. I actually did something because I did you were you talking about when we were playing at Pebble? Were you on? I don't know who was on. But I raise my putter up when I putt. Like, mm -hmm. I tend to lift the uh, handle up, and I, I fix that at Spyglass. Wasn't um, me. Yeah. 
Um, How'd you get to know? So you and Webb, you said you knew Webb before. How'd that relationship start? He came to a show in uh, Charlotte. And uh, and so then we just messaged and, you know, and then just, I played with him in Quail Hollow last time I was in Charlotte, like in December. And then he was, I was telling him I was man out here and he was like, you have a partner? And he hasn't been out here in a while. And he's like, well, if I play, I'll, uh, you know, ask for you. And then a, a couple weeks before he said he was going to play. And, uh, so, and then, what a great partner to good have. One to have. Yeah. Uh, tell us like, what were the nerves like for you teeing it up the first day in this compared to like, I mean, obviously you go out and you perform in front yeah. of thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. It, uh, it's a different thing. It was the, the, the pebble one was the most nervous. Cause you know, MPCC, I mean, there's people around and spyglass it's, there's people around, but it's not as much. The pebble day was like, uh, there was a lot more people around. Uh, so some of it was the, uh, it wasn't always the drives. Cause I, you know what, I, for playing in this tournament, people always say you get people everywhere. They do a really good job of like, if you're looking down the fairway, you don't see everybody like there it's, but, uh, I remember on, uh, was it 16? I think when you're teeing off, they're right there. So like, even though you can't see them cause your hat. You just know. <laughs> I mean, you can feel it that there's just 30 people like right there. So, but you could block it out some. The putting was the, you know, because it's disappointing when you got a putt and you just hear the crowd go, oh. <sighs> and you're like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. You know, like, uh, so, like, if you wanted them to drop, you know, or if you had, like, I had a real birdie uh, on 15, I think. And, so it was like you you want those to really go and like you hit two really because it's man you hit two really good shots and then you uh just and then you miss a dumb putt and i miss some that are just some of you're just trying to not be in their line because you got to worry about that through line yeah that's tri- See, that can be tricky for i don't like the through line yeah why, why are you thinking about missing it yeah and you're not why the first dude who stepped there all day either yeah and why are you putting it so far past yeah, it? yeah you just know? make it never yeah. understood no the through line, line. yeah yeah, I mean, we just get it. I just put both feet just on top of the hole. I kind of squat down and grab my ball. So we played in the same group as Chris Berman one year, mm-hmm. and that's how actually he picked up his ball. But he's a rather big human. He picks yeah. it up weird. He steps pretty much on the hole, and then he like spins out to go away, and it would just leave these massive marks. So then your through line was a problem. So after about two holes, we're like, Chris, we'll get your ball out of the hole, yeah. of the hole for you the rest of the day. Maybe that's what he wanted the whole time. He was Someone to get it, it for him? It's almost like a Power perfect move. way – to do it, just to go like, yo, we got to do. Yeah. I should have brought him like on very provocatively. Like his legs really don't, the knees <laughs> don't bend. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of like, you know, like you just slip a one in the back of that thing. This is only your first year at Pebble. Love talking to all the celebs when they get back because you are out of your element out there. You're a performer. Yeah. You're not a golfer necessarily. Did you have any weird ones? Like you're talking about sixteen with the people right there. There's opportunities to, you know, hit some people or do something weird that yeah. you feel bad about. Do you have any of that? I did not hit anybody. I had on MPCC at one hole, I, I was not inside the ropes. I basically had to wear my credentials to go hit my ball the whole time because <laughs> it was, I, I mean, I was just down. It's the long par five. The wind was nuts on the front where everyone, and the wind was getting so crazy. It was a, it was one where the putt, uh, like Webb, Webb, I think the putt broke right to left and he had to put it the other way because of the wind or something. And uh, when he putted, he made it, made a birdie. And he came over and said, he goes, that's the best putt I've ever made in my life. <laughs> like, just because you had to read the wind so much. So that one I like topped. I can still top a driver. And then that one I topped and just rode the whole. I mean, there was, I was out of it. I hit three times before they hit. And so that, and then you're just with people. 
you're just walking with like and you know it's not like you got this giant group you just it's like a couple of guys with you <laughs> and they're just one guy had this big long beard and he seemed like he's been getting after it for the day now, a guy that you wouldn't expect to be a golf fan like he just didn't look like you know and he was like kind of talking to me and i gotta just walk i'm like friends with him now because i gotta walk with him because i just kept hitting it just never back <laughs> in the ropes and then i just finally got across so that was the only one that was you're kind of outside that but no like, injuries or none of that. <clears throat> no that's i didn't good. that's I a didn't. success uh arjun atwal uh in a practice round he played one hole with us and i scolded a chip into his leg nice there we go <laughs> and you gotta he, draw blood he wasn't he was playing alone and so he didn't i think he just was like kind of minding his own business and then it's like we got there so wesley bryant played with us was awesome and then he was like all right i'll do one with you and then uh and I hit him like never again. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "That's just why." Like, you know, he was very nice about it, but he, he knew in his, his mind he had to be like, "This is why I can't even just wait one moment." He's like, "All right, let's let's all play together." And then I just yank one right into his ankle. Beautiful. So. Was there any people? Obviously, tons of celebrities out there. Was there anybody that you were like excited to meet, or you got a chance to meet at all? Um. Yeah, Hopefully I mean. No. Uh, Trying to think, like, meet them all. I mean, I, I met Josh Dumal, uh, Dumel or Dumal. Uh, uh, that was pretty cool to see him. Uh, Bateman and Will Arnett, obviously, like, I've never met them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they were super cool. Just, you know, just seeing everybody's kind of cool and, like, how you can kind of go up to people. My uncle was the on the million-dollar hole challenge. Mm -hmm. So my uncle smoked cigars, and he was the only one with the lighter. So he was a hit. Up <laughs> and it was his i mean heaven he just and everybody knew he was the only one with the lighter and everybody was smoking a cigar so they knew they had to go to him and so he would be like well you got to take a picture with me so i mean he's got pictures with <laughs> like josh allen Aaron Rod, like everybody that smoked a cigar had to go through him to get it it's so. a good play monopoly on the lighter a, that's a good yeah, play I mean, at a good celebrity way to celebrity deal i yeah. liked your gar but Quick selfie. You want one, you got to take it. You're a huge golf guy, obviously. Like, when you're on the road and you're performing, are you bringing your clubs with you? Or are you like, is it that level? Can, can you do that? Yeah, yeah. I got a bus. So uh, you so. just have them on the bus. And uh, it, it gets hard to play sometimes because it's such a big commitment. You know, it's four hours. So I'll go play. Like, I played with Webb at Quell. Like, you know, the, you kind of have to keep it to some unique situations where you're like, well, I definitely want to go try to play this. Uh, it's, it's tiring. And if you play two late like i don't get up early so it's uh love you i'm not gonna play super early and then if you play like later in the day you you hit around 14 holes and then you kind of are thinking about the show and your mind you kind of just stop caring so nine holes would probably be the best if i did that or go like chip and practice someone said that they're like they do a lot of chipping and practicing that's, that's nice you could do it though on the road it's even boring. if it's nine like it helps you just yeah stay just sharp. to go do something and like hit some so uh, I've gotten a lot busier, so it's been harder, but I do try to, I, I, I do try to go if I can go play. I've pulled up. I mean, I played with Jason Day at, uh, Mirfield. And so we had the bus just drive, like would just drive to the Mirfield and just drop me off. And, uh, that guy, cause my bus driver didn't remember her. He didn't know golfers. So when he got there, we were still asleep. And we said, we're playing, just tell me we're playing with Jason Day. Like they know we're coming. And then he's like, uh, we're here to play with John Daly. And I mean, they <laughs> were, get you in. I mean, that woke up the course. The course was like, 
like they got to be prepared for a different day. Like <laughs> yeah. they're just like, oh, yeah. we didn't know John Daly was coming. <laughs> like yeah. just got excited. Tomato, yeah, tomato, like, they John got more Daly. milkshakes. They we got to load like, up the got, bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not like, ready for this. We're not. Yeah, we weren't prepared for John Daly. Oh, that. And is, your new special, Hello World. Mm-hmm, I mean, that's yeah. a nod to the goat, Tiger, right? Yeah. Did you know that all? Like, how'd that come about? I so every special's been like. Uh, uh, like not a, a far as like the Netflix and the now Amazon. So it was like the Tennessee kid, the greatest after American. It's like kind of like, uh, it's not really based on a joke in it, but it's just trying to like set the tone of what the special is or you get a vibe of what it's going to be. And with this one, uh, I wanted it to be, I, I was thinking of trying to find something to be a nice kind of greeting, a welcoming greeting. It's like, you know, with my special is like, I want it to be fun. I want it to people to just like, it be entertainment and uh, that's all it is. And so I kind of thought of that name and obviously I know Tiger said that. Uh, and so it was definitely, it was, it was kind of a perfect world where it was like, all right, well, I want to name it this. And I love that it is. And I have a golf joke in it. And so not about Tiger, but uh, it can be a nod to him. And uh, I got to meet him because yeah. I did a show for the, uh, so, like a, some private show for the PGA, like some something. And him and Rory talked in it. So I, I got to tell him. Uh, and that was when I like, I told Amazon, I was like, we're calling it Hello World. Like, because I mean, I just told him that. I named it after him, and you know, and he was he was cool with it I guess, as much as he could be. Yeah, yeah. what did he say? Did he like? Was he excited? Or was like, it's yeah, a, I, dude, I mean, it's a lot. Like people don't like comedians are. If you're in a band, like it's like comedies. People know comedy, but it's it's just when you walk up. I don't think you meet a lot of comedians, so. When you walk up and I'm like, I'm a comedian and I'm nervous. And within two seconds, I'm like, I'm naming my special after you. Like, it's like, it's a lot for him to take it. You know, it's a lot. That he's like, that's cool, man. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, good luck at your yeah, local high luck. school. We're, we're standing there the other day. It's Scott Eastwood, Michael Pena, and Alfonso Ribeiro. And you start talking. He's like, you're like, I'm a comedian, by the way. I'm like, yeah. Nate, we all know who you are. Like, what, yeah, what's you're going on here? Right now? But yeah. Tiger, you don't know. Like, you don't know what Tiger, you know what I mean? I don't know like, anybody. I still do it. Keep a track of what's going on. You walk in any room Netflix. I walk into, I'm like, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> you just kind of set, you don't know why. Because they're the like, bar, right? why are you yeah. here? Like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, you, you say it a lot. And you're used to like gigs, dude. When you first start, you show up to these places and they don't know why you're there. You're, be, you're performing at some bar or some restaurant and someone booked you for it and you're in the back of the bar and you got they're like who are you and you're like I'm the comedian they're like what and then you got to go walk and do the show so you're just used to saying it I want to know about like kind of how you got into it because it's not like when you're six you're like mm, I'm gonna I want to be a comedian when I grow up or maybe it is I don't know yeah. but talk about your how you got into it and your rise to where you are now which you know I talked to Bill Ingvall who's a legend in the comedy world told me yeah. you are his favorite comedian well he's very nice and uh he, uh, you know, it's my dad's a magician. Yeah. So, and yes. he does comedy with his magic. So, uh, I do have, there's a comedy background in there and I would do stuff with him. Uh, I think I always kind of wanted to be a comedian, but it was, I don't know if I knew like how to like, you don't know to be like, all right, I'm going to do, do, do it. it. How do yeah. you do it? How do you know, even though he was doing shows, I know he practiced, but it's like magic and comedy. It's essentially kind of the same kind of avenue uh but i didn't know what to do and how to start so i was uh like in high school i was kind of started wanting to do it a lot more and then and then dream about it then i tried college a little bit college didn't really work out and 
so I just then eventually just was like doing it. I was doing a job. I read water meters. So I was like just doing a job, like working for the county, Wilson County, <laughs> like just whatever job you have, you know. And I had a buddy that wanted to go do improv at Second City. And then so I, when I knew that, I was like, I, and that's in Chicago. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just move to Chicago. You know, I'll just go with you to Chicago. Like I had a job that I was like, I, I've always come back to this. I, I, well, I didn't have some career. You know, some people, some comics give up careers. Like, they, you know, a lot of comics be lawyers or all these kind Smart of big guys, things. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have it. You know, I was, I could walk. My, that guy that I did it with is back working there now. So, I mean, we, the door's, the door's still open to me. The 37138. 37138. Yeah. yeah. We can head back. Yeah, you can. That'll be That's, the, that's the zip code where that'll he's from. Back. Yeah. And you'll never forget it. Just cause he says it in a special. 37, 37 plus one is 38. Yeah, oh, that's a good way. Yeah, Easy that's way. how I learned to Even remember I it. Figure that out. <laughs> yeah. So what yeah. was the? I mean, being a comic, like you said like, how do I do it? It's kind of like pro golf. Like one day you can just be like, I'm pro, and you yeah. can go sign up for a mini tour yeah. event and play for some money, and you got to work your way up. When you're a comic, like I guess you just say, I'm a comic. How do you start booking gigs? Like, what what was your first gig? Your like paid gig? You remember doing like, okay, I'm a comic now. Uh, the first is like I, mean, I won a contest once, and I think I won like 200 bucks. Uh, but the first one I got was like a college gig and they would just like, I did CMT comedy stages for Gary Mule deal deer was on yeah. it. Who's always at pebble. Plays pebble yeah. And, uh, <laughs> beauty. And they thought I, I was like, I was young. So I mean, I was probably like 26 or something. Uh, they thought I worked for CMT cause I was on with all these kind of older guys. So they just thought I worked there or something, but I was on that show. And from that, I got, a, I did Belmont, Belmont university reached out to me on MySpace. This is how long ago it was. And it was like, we want to book you for this thing. So then you're doing it yourself. So then they're asking like how much you charge. And you're like, I mean, you have no concept of what yeah. you would charge. I mean, you're trying not to go out, do it for free. <laughs> Cause you know, so I, I forget what it was. I think I said a thousand dollars, like, which is for a college. And they, they said, yes, they always say yes very quickly. And you're like, gosh, should I, yeah, yeah, I could have said 2000, yeah. you know, hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I have one TV credit and a hundred grand. Uh, but so I did that and I didn't really have the material. Cause you know, to gain the material, it takes a lot of time. And I'm going to come in like four years at that point. So I knew I could only do probably 30, 40 minutes. And so then I had my dad come out and I was like, I needed him to do the show too. And like, do like basically half the time. Uh, so then it's, I could give a, them a full hour, but then I had to, with him when he came and did it, I was like, but you can't like, he's very funny. And my dad's very, very good at what he does. And so he destroys when he goes out. So I was kind of like, but don't, don't you know, I was like, don't be too good. Like I got to go up after yeah. you. Uh, but I mean, he just destroyed. And then, uh, and then he brought me up. And so then it was a very emotional moment. So then he starts crying because he's bringing me up. And I mean, this is all, and I'm just back there. Like I got to follow all of this and I'm just not good. Like at this point, or I'm fine, you know, yeah, whatever. Not ideal. And so yeah, not ideal to be like, God, I wish you would not be crying. Just bomb. Quick. Uh, yeah, just bomb, bomb and get in out 20 minutes. Man. Yeah. And so then I, but I went up and it was like, fine. Like it was, you know, you get to it, but that was the first kind of gig where you do but then then it goes back to zero for a while like you make that thousand and then it's just nothing do you have to chop a thousand with your dad since he did a part no, of i think he even had what a guy he gave me extra money because i didn't i mean we have no money at that what time so what a guy uh but you go back from you make no money i'm sure y'all have the same thing you go making zero money to then you can make like 20 grand a year and you like you made it in comedy and then i remember 
when I made like 25 or 30 grand a year, I was like, all right, I worked at Applebee's. Like that's what I was making at Applebee's. So I was like, at least I'm making what, what my educational level of job would allow me to have. <laughs> like I'm at least at that mark. So then you just kind of feel like, all right, I was able to somehow, and it's, and you don't even know how you got this money. You're like, I don't know how, but somehow I've made this money. And so you just kind of slowly like find ways. And then I did, uh, I remember I did a cruise ship uh, and I had like a couple late night appearances. So you have to be clean on a cruise ship and I was, I'm clean. So I was like, all right, worst case. I've done a cruise ship. I can do cruise ship. Like you're just looking for like the bottom. Yeah, this is know, the worst. This, this is, is the, the worst lowest, case scenario. Yeah. I at least have a safety net of like I'll just do cruise ships, and you know, and and be able to do comedy yeah. forever. And then you're, you know, you, hopefully your net just kind of gets higher. Just and higher. go to Catalina a hundred times. Yeah, a year. Just I mean, pretty good gig. You fly to Bahamas, yeah. get on the boat, you ride back with those people to Miami. They get off the boat. And then a new group gets on, and then you fly back to Bahamas, and then you fly to Bahamas. What was the what was the first big show? You got the call to come to a really big show. Uh, Conan was the first late night I got, uh, and that was one I just talked about on Tonight Show uh, recently. But that was one we get there, they pick you up in a car. They say they tell you it's gonna be a limo, and it's just a town car. Like when you're from <laughs> not New York, like you don't like they just New York those door limo around pretty loosely. Yeah, and so you think I'm like expecting a real limo, and it's just a regular town car, which is still very nice. But in my mind, I think it's a stretch limo. So <laughs> you're kind of like, all right, it's already not off to a great start. Uh, but you get in the car, and I remember I drove up to Thirty Rock, and as I'm getting out, there's all these like paparazzi or like people wanting autographs, taking pictures, and so then they start walking to the car. And I'm just like, I just know. I was like, this is not. They think this is somebody. Yeah, this is Leo. <laughs> yeah, they think it's thing. like a big yeah. deal. And they all walk over to me, and I open the door, and then they were like, it's nobody. Never. <laughs> they yelled. False alarm. Yeah, I mean, they just yelled, it's nobody, and no one took a picture. One guy is digital cameras too. Good. They could just delete. They could take the pictures <laughs> yeah. and immediately delete them and just save my feelings from being hurt. And I remember one guy took a picture. He didn't put it up to his eye. He just took it from his chest. And he just goes, snaps. And he's like, he just did I'll it. Just, <laughs> just in case. He's like, maybe, turns out. maybe this guy kills a guy or something. Yeah, that's like, a good you know, confidence boost going yeah. into your biggest It's nobody. Ever. Like, it's you didn't nobody. have to say that out loud. Yeah, you just no walked one, away. Yeah. Oh, we thought it was Tom easily, Cruise, but it's not. Easily. It's coming later. I had it just when I did The Tonight Show. Uh, they had <clears throat> these girls were on uh, Genie and so I, I'm blanking on their name now. They're on. They have a show on Netflix, and uh, but there was a bunch of people waiting out for them. And this little and this girl comes, and I'm gonna have to roll the window the window down and just to let her know I'm not them. <laughs> There's a lot of that. You yeah. gotta roll the window and go. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. just apologizing <laughs> for apologizing, being you. And then the window goes. Sorry, like, it's uh, me. I know. Like, I'll take one. They're like, nah, it's. A, I don't want to walk over. Don't there. waste the storage yeah. on the, on yeah. the iPhone. Yeah. I had to tell her twice. Because leaving in and out of 30 Rock, the reason that I, as we drove down, I had to tell her it's not me. And then as we drove up, she was still out there and I had to roll it out. And they get so excited as the window's coming down because they're like, I'm about to meet my person. And then, then it's just <laughs> my dumb face. Uh, it's like missing and a butt like, at Pebble. Just, oh, uh, damn. There you go. Oh, no one saw it, right? You know. Talk to me a little bit. I'm curious about like your process. Because listen to your stuff. It's a lot of situational stuff, a lot of marriage stuff, which I mean, some of the stuff you say, I'm like, yes, that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. But like when you're in the moment, some little argument with your wife or whatever, are you knowing at the time, like this is going to be a bit? 
this is it or when did, like when does that hit you like that's I got 10 minutes on that. That's funny. Uh, Yeah, in the moment. So, like, the joke and the greatest after America, the one fell swoop joke that people bring up a lot. Yeah, uh, it's great. That one was, uh, I was actually going golfing. I was at Legends, Vanderbilt Legends, yes. where I play a lot. Uh, and uh, they were, uh, I, I remember I was pulling in there when that happened. So, you, as you're saying it, we're in this moment of this fight. There is something in your head that's, like, kind of backlogging it, like you're kind of remembering it. And... Then I remember I got home, and then I, I will think like I think this could be something, and uh, so then you just I just kind of think about it. I just kind of, you know, I I, I you just kind of let what happens happens. It's not like I'm trying to make it something, uh, yeah. But it's like I you're just kind of a like a spidey sense kind of just knows like I think this can be something. I was gonna ask you, are you ever in one of those and you're like, this is gonna be funny. I'm just gonna egg this on a little bit more, see what I can get <laughs> yeah. her to say, and yeah. I just dump a little fuel on the fire because this could really be good if, if I keep going if, with it. Yeah, I mean, if she'll you, freak out. Yeah, if you if I had something, but I can stop. But you can also, it sometimes the fight can be like that fight. <clears throat> I'll go quickly into like, I think that'll be funny, and I'll just say that, and so she gets upset sometimes with because I'm too, <laughs> it's too quick. Of like I've already moved yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you should be feeling bad yeah. about this, but you're like, no, that's yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, and then I like to tell her, like, you know, I'm like, well, we made money because of that fight. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So then it's like, has she ever got mad at you for sharing one on stage? Uh, no. I, I, you know, I don't have it in me to like. I don't want someone to feel bad. I don't want. And when I tell these jokes, when you first start telling jokes, when I first start telling jokes about my wife, uh, people, it would come off like I didn't want to be married. And it wasn't, that wasn't the point. So like, even like, and I've learned this writing like scripts, like if you write it, you have to show love. Like there has to be, you, the, the people have to believe that you, uh, or show that you love this person or they're not going to laugh because it feels mean. And then they're like, well, it doesn't feel like a good marriage or a good family or whatever it is. So you have to learn at the beginning, it would just be like, I, you know, if I'm just peppering her a lot and I don't do anything on me, it can be yeah. too much where it's like, okay, like you can go, you can use it can feel where you kind of cross the line where you're like, I the, need to like. Women will turn against you in the audience too. Be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they get, yeah, 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 yeah. Dudes are just like, I ain't right, dude. Dudes will love you, yeah, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Someone's calling slaves. Is that me? Well, no one else has a computer here. You know, it's probably Amazon. Yeah. Um, the one you said in your in your latest special, Hello World, though, about when she goes to bed and then she comes back out while you're out there yeah. sitting there watching TV, I just thought was amazing. Because we've yeah. all been there. Yeah. That's, those are, it's very fun to tell those jokes with, because uh, when you first say them, you are wondering, like, are people going to, do they relate to it? Or, you know, you don't know what the la where the laugh's going to come from. Is it going to come because you relate to it or you're just laughing at the situation that I'm in? Uh, but you can tell the laughs, like, their laughs are different. They're like, you can feel them like the laughs are deep, like, where you're like, they're like, I get, like yeah, dude. Like that's, you know. And sometimes I've had even, you can tell a joke uh, or a fight, I've had to tell a fight, and you can tell someone's had that fight maybe on the way to the show. And, uh, those are great too. Cause then, I mean, those are the ones that like resonate the most with people just because they're like, dude, like, and they, and you try to resonate, they resonate with both sides. It's not, and that's, that's one where if I talk about my wife not going to bed, if I just end it there, it's like, I'm just mad at her. Mm -hmm. But then I talk about her not wanting me to eat in front of her. And, and I give a list <laughs> of things that she doesn't want me to do. Cause it's like, you're trying to show the balance 
Mm-hmm. To because this is all one sided. I'm just the one talking about this stuff. But I love I, that when he came back, like it was talking about an argument you won, and you're like, I, and we go to bed. She give me a kiss on the head, right? Like that's her way of saying yeah. sorry, even though she didn't actually say sorry. Which that also like hit home. I was like, yes. But you're like, yeah. I actually won one. I don't want it to be over. I want to like wake wake yeah. her up and be like, hey, you know, yeah. like prove my point again. I was like, yeah, that's you're speaking all, to me. Yeah, all your stuff is just. I mean, it's for the everyday guy, which is great. Like, I'm a big coffee drinker in yeah. your Starbucks bit. Is fantastic. Yeah, um, thank you. He's not a big he's not a big coffee guy, so he doesn't understand how yeah. intimidating Starbucks is. And like for me, like my ex girlfriend, she was big into skinny vanilla lattes, and I tried it once, and I was like, God damn, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to go up to the door and be like, Hey, man, can I get a skinny vanilla latte? Like I feel my terrible wife. about it. What did my yeah. wife say? Oh, yeah. So can I get a yeah, vanilla yeah. latte, maybe sugar free with uh, non fat milk? That'd be yeah. great. Not for yeah, me. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. We have a name for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not yeah. For me. No, and then they announce it: skinny vanilla latte for cold. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> clot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or clock. They spell it wrong on purpose yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that was a like it's those moments that like sometimes when you tell that joke when you first tell it, I say it is like I'll think of it as just a funny situation. But then it's like you can tell afterwards when it again, like people are like, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and really, and if you don't go to Starbucks, you get it like you. Yeah. You, you get no idea. Enough. Like I, this special, I have a golf joke. Mm-hmm. And so telling that golf story is you know it's like all right i don't know if everybody's going to know every golf like i mean like you know some people might not really know what a driver is like they don't if they have no if they have no world around them that golfs they wouldn't know but you're trying to set it in a way that you're like i don't you don't really have to golf it's more about just me and my wife being in this situation the situation just happened to be on this golf course so, like, all right, your new special just came out. You're going to have another one going forward. Let's say you got an, an hour. Your next special is going to be an hour. How long does it take you to get that material? Uh, I mean, I'm doing it. it right now. It takes a while. But it's, I mean, you got to do it quicker now because people are, it's, you know, this is all new kind of uh, an area for me and that people are really coming out to shows. And uh, specifically even now, like, I have people travel uh, to multiple shows. I met, there's a caddy uh, I met uh at pebble he said they've been to 20 shows and uh so people come to a lot of shows and it's very it's unreal and it's very nice and then so right now i'm building i hopefully i i think i got some stuff i was trying to do some stuff for my parents and so my dad was with us all weekend so that helped like i kind of thought of some stuff and just not being on stage helps like you got to get because when you're touring a lot it's like hard Cause I'm like, you're like, God, I gotta have new stuff. This special's out now. So like, you know, these people are, you know, it's supposed to be all new material. And, uh, so you kind of feel the pressure of like, you got to put it out. Uh, but it takes, you know, roughly it's about every two years you tape and then, uh, and it comes out about every two years. That's what's so hard about like stand up comments. Like if you're a musician, you make a great album. They want you to play that album for the next 40 years. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett's still playing the same song he wrote from 30, you know, and they don't want to hear anything new. Comics, it's like incredible special. Do it now, get, write another one. I get very upset Hard. with musicians. It's, I mean, you're like just one, one a lot smash. of people write one smash hit yeah. and then they just get it right. They just get to do that forever. And then everybody's happy. And uh, there's a lot of jealousy in that, that you're just like, once you do it, you got to turn it up because, you know, comedy is all about a surprise. I luckily have some jokes that are stories or long stories that some people want to hear. So sometimes like if you're having like as I'm building this new hour, it's like I could cl- like, you know, you kind of 
I do as much new as I can do, whether it be an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, and then you can kind of close with some like greatest hits or whatever. Uh, but overall, you got to be turned over pretty quick. And uh, I wish this time I would have taken more time off after this special. It all just kind of blew up and it's gotten all kind of crazy. Like I was telling, like we're supposed to golf like with Larry, like Larry, a lot of these athletes or whatever. And uh, so they always want to golf. And you're like, y'all are retired. Dude. Like this is 43 is like a comedian's peak. Like our <laughs> our prime is 40. Like you're just entering your 40s it. are just, you know, it takes. I always just say comedy is like you either make it at 20 or 40. Like no one really makes it in the middle. So you either get lucky and you're Pete Davidson who I was with when he first started and was 16 and doing the clubs and uh, <clears throat> you get a blow up super fast or, or you're, you know, Burr and you're these other routes where you, you end up being 40 before everybody really sees you and finds out who you are. So yeah, right now is like the busiest I've been. I, it's hard. Yeah, you got to live a bit. Who, uh, yeah. you know, who are some of your favorites to listen to? Uh, Burr's one. Burr was a big one for me because it was, when I first moved to New York, uh, I would see him. He was, he was at that stage where he was uh, like he had his HBO one night stand taping that was big, and he had a big Opie and Anthony uh, in Philadelphia big thing where he attacked the. He just trashed the countdown was on, and he's like, I got on. however long he just. It's smashed. unreal. You would love that. It's if, all yeah, it's great. If you, it was. Uh, he goes on over the crowds being super out they're booing everybody, and 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 Berg goes up and YouTube was just kind of. Uh, you know, where his stuff would go viral and it went viral. And uh, he was someone that I watched because he did that. And then he had that HBO One Night Stand. All this stuff kind of combined to like, we'd go see him at Caroline's on Broadway in New York. And we'd go watch him and there'd be really no one in the crowd. And then like after that next year, it was like the club wouldn't even want you to come in because they were too crowded. And when he first went up, people would shout out like cities they're from because they wanted him to trash their cities because it was like, oh, this dude's great at this thing. And he would be and he would just put a stop to it and say, I'm not I'm not. That's not, you know, because yeah. you could get stuck where that's your career. That's your state. If you stay doing that, like so that was like a big thing for me to learn watching him was to you is to keep writing material so you don't have to just sit and be this one kind of thing because, you know, it's it's you know, that could get tiring if you have to have this persona, you know, the whole time. Yeah. Bill Burr is one of my personal favorites. I love him. Yours, fantastic. Your styles are so different, right? Because yeah. you're super clean. He, he goes off, he talks to hot topics and cusses and stuff. How hard is it this day and age to be a clean comic and have the success you're having? Because really, I mean, you look at him, Burr, Chappelle, you know, yeah. Gervais, whoever go down the list, like they all are that other side. And you're one of the few that can do it being clean, which I think is way harder. Yeah, I agree. It's way harder. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm it's a impossible. Plus. You know, I'm playing at a plus at comedy. Yeah. Uh, now it's it, yeah, it's hard. It's you know, it's the way I started. So I don't think of it as any any. It's it's the way I write, the way I come up with stuff. It's what I do. And I, to be honest with you, right now, uh, I mean, I, I would say with the young comics, like competitively, even it's I'm in my own lane as far as being clean and being like we have all ages come to the show i'm not trying to make comedy for kids but your kids can listen to this and uh i have a 10 year old daughter and so you know i, I know what it's like to watch stuff uncomfortably with your parents and uh that's how i grew up and so it's i'm in my own kind of lane right now and like so that's kind of like there's there's a lot of comics that are clean that are i mean obviously brian regan gaffigan uh, his comic Ryan Hamilton is very funny. Like, uh, there's a lot of comics that are clean, but there's not that many. 
And so you're just kind of by yourself. And I say that with comics. I mean, you just need to be yourself. So this is just kind of who I am. Uh, but it's, you know, you, you, the giving your opinion and stuff like that, that's probably the harder part because you can sometimes see like comics give their opinion or they their hot take or their whatever. And it gets like, you know, a lot of likes on Instagram or a lot of like people start talking about it. They're like, I love that he said that. And, you know, Chappelle with all the with the stuff that he did and uh and you see that and you're like, Well, am I supposed to be doing something more than than just being funny? Uh so sometimes it's hard to r remind yourself to kind of go back, you know, you think, well maybe I should be talking about the topics that yeah. are going on. But it's like that's not really my purpose. And like I also look at it as like entertainment to be like, I'm entertainment and it's the job of what I'm doing is supposed to be just, you're supposed to come watch and have fun. And I'm not trying to like, you know, I didn't go to college. I didn't do all these things. Like, what, what, what do you care? No one cares about what I think or whatever. So right now you feel very much that it's like, just kind of stay, just do my thing. And like, I remember I saw a, a clip, it went around on Instagram with Elvis. Like they asked him about the war, like dodging the draft, you know, and he was like, ah, he goes, I just, I'm just doing music. And then they were like, what about other people that are dodging? He's like, even if I answered that, that would yeah. reveal an opinion. And he's like, I'm just an entertainer. Athletes get that and all the time. Yeah. Too, and it's like, questions. just be, it's like, just be like, I, you know, it's all entertainment. It's all just like, you're supposed to be a break and uh, you're supposed to be something that people can, people are aware of what's going on. People are smart. They know how to, the audience is not dumb. That's another, like, you got to, the people that are watching, they're not dumb. Like, I don't know who, you know, they, it's a lot of people can be talked down to. And, uh, this audience is like, when I go, you want the, you, you want to love your audience, the audience that comes out. I would, I think they're me. Like, I mean, why, you know, like who am I? I'm no, like, who am I? I'm nobody, dude. Like I just grew up no hickory. Like I'm not anybody better than anybody else. And so you think they're them. So you're just like, and they are probably smarter than me. Like almost like guaranteed the unreal chances, right. their, their percentages <laughs> through the roof yeah. of odd. just the odds. Are are like, and they all probably went to school and stuff. Like they all did stuff. Uh, so it's, it's just go out and be fun and entertaining. And uh, you know, and just, you got to remind yourself to do that a lot. Cause you can, you there an ego can come up i mean you go up there's a lot of if you go people are clapping you get off stage you get a standing ovation you're like you think like uh, maybe i am important I'm yeah. you know i'm special you know well, and then you got to be reminded that you know you're your style is also like a nice recess because everywhere you turn on your tv anything whether it's comedy or news or what it's just the same shit right it's like yeah. the politics or all the hot topic yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like this is a nice break from that. Like, we all know what's life. going on. Yeah. We don't need yeah. it. We don't need to be bombarded when we're trying to get away from it. Yeah. Just like turn on Netflix or Amazon and watch something funny for a while. Yeah, just be uh, e easy to watch. I mean, that's why you look at like The Office and Seinfeld yeah. and Everybody Loves Raymond. Like those shows are still the top shows, mm -hmm. and it's because they can be rewatched. And they're and you're just like I can just you know I go back to watch. I watch old a lot of old movies whether. It's, uh, I'll go through big Seinfeld. I'm a giant Seinfeld fan. So I'll go through Seinfeld phases and then I'll go, then uh, I'll watch like Equalizer with Denzel Washington or Taken or like <laughs> just these kind of fun, like, you know, just whatever it is. Like I, you already kind of know the movie and you're just kind of, it's like comfort watching. Taken, really and, fun. Taken super Taken, fun. Yeah. Super fun. It's a nice yeah. little light watch. <laughs> so, dude, I watched I watch Taken 2. I was going through Taken 2 again. And it's very fun to watch, like how, because it's like it's crazy. He's got to do the same thing, 
A, he's just in these situations yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are so fun that it's like, how does he get back into the situation? And then they take someone else and take him too, not to ruin it. They take his wife. Yeah, that's spoiler. They take him, him and his wife. He's got terrible luck. And then, yeah. I mean, just brutal, <laughs> brutal luck just to go. I mean, about it, maybe don't f- travel out of the country. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a big that's a big thing if you're – don't go to Istanbul. Yeah. Fool me once yeah. type of deal. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Goes in. He goes, it's happened again. I will be taken. Go. Nothing like a good kidnapping to just wind down at night. You know what I mean? Some but it's like a, it's a, yeah, a kid It's taken. a fun. Yeah, those are very yeah. serious. But it's just a fun. Like, it's like just like mindless. And you're like, you're looking for mindless. Yeah. And that's what I want my comedy. My comedy is mindless. And it's yeah. the. <laughs> but it's, it's relatable. The, it's like Curb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to remind you that you are also mindless. And that's what I try to get home to the audience. <laughs> we are all mindless. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even need that's, a reminder most hey, of the trust time. Trust me, yeah. our audience knows that. Yeah. 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 They yeah. are mindless because they listen to us trust. every week. All right, we got to get to the E9. We don't, you're a busy man, so we got to get you out of here. Um, nine fun questions about you. We ask this to everyone. You can trade lives with anyone, be them for a day. Who would it be? Uh, Tiger. Mm, there I'd you go. go to the top. I like... Uh, I think golf like on is Thanksgiving the best, or like 2000. Yeah, which day? We need like a day. I mean, to the U.S. Open. He's had some good. Two, that, just where you're, uh, he wins by what 15? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you want that Masters? I don't know that U.S. Open. Just like, because isn't that the one? Like after he went to the uh, the story, like he went to the range. He played Vegas, something shot a 59 or something, and then. They uh they shot like, fifty nine on his way. Yeah, and they go okay. just put all your money on him. Yeah. Like that 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 confidence and that, you know, just dominance and just filling that crowd and uh, I, I believe him and Adam Scott stopped in Vegas to work with Butch and they went out and played. And even Adam said, Why am shot I fifty nine? Like this is just a waste yeah. of time. He's gonna win. Yeah. yeah. And he won by fifteen with a triple bogey. Best yeah. golf ever played in the history of golf. Yeah. Yeah. Four days. I agree. Yeah. With, with a trip. Yeah. Mm. Just grease that yeah. one out. With a, he had a triple? He had he a, a triple, triple on Saturday event, yeah. on number three. You and he also finished yeah. with one yeah, ball. The dog leg left. Oh, yeah. He also finished with one ball. ball. Maybe I don't want to be Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Sounds maybe, a lot like what I do you know, already. It turns out I'll be by myself Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I think I played a little better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you touched on this one earlier. It was one of my favorite bits you do. But have you? Did you and your wife finally resolve the meaning of one fell swoop? Like uh, it resolved? It, I don't, it never got, it got resolved in, in the fact that I told the joke and she, she was saying, why was she saying she was doing it? She was, uh, she was saying it for a different reason. Cause it was going to her mom and dad's. I think she meant maybe the whole, like getting the, she made the weekend being the one, the one swoop, not the, and like, I take things too literal is what <laughs> is one of the parts. And then, so it was, it was that. And so, uh, yeah, long story. I worked on myself, and I don't cause those problems anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it all ends up being. Is I end up well, I guess I'll fix whatever I'm doing. I ask too many questions, so I think I ended up having to like you know, she's rolling. She's, Eat that one. Yeah, I'm proud yeah. of you for growing she's up. She's Tiger. Just- she's Tiger in our relationship. She's <laughs> Tiger in 2000 at the U.S. Open. I mean, she's just everything's perfect, and that was her one triple. but she got it back (laughs) all right number three uh tyler reeve who's a friend of yours country music singer writer and all this his wife's a huge fan of yours first time you met his wife Mm -hmm. do you remember what happened uh did she have a boot on her leg or i think i think there was a man that did 
Yeah. She described him to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. What did she say? Oh. Yeah. Oh, she described. She goes that. Yeah, because we were talking about some guy at Old Eagle Country Club, and there. Uh, and she pointed, and she was like, she was like, kind of, she was using every description except like he had a cast on his leg. She's like, he had a cast, a sombrero, and yes. something else. And she's like, it's the guy over in the blue sh- yes, shorts. Yeah, that's like, it. That's how you describe that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember her telling me that. That would be a moment that you would learn to do a joke, like if you could, like you, you catch on to that moment. Yeah, she was like the blue shirt, and like the guy had everything. Yeah, he had an yeah. arm growing out of his head, but she's yeah. like, yeah, blue Every, shirt. Guy. Everything yeah. except the obvious things. <laughs> yes, a, I do remember that. Tyler Reed, by the way, is a beauty. He is. We had a lot good of fun. Dude. He's a good dude. Um, all right, here's one for me. You kind of touched on it, but like, give me the first moment where you thought to yourself, like, I've made it as a comic. Um, I did it. That that did it. Uh, hmm. There's, I mean, it's like weird. It's like there's so many. Uh, there's a bunch of moments. It's like they all go, you know, we're, I'm about to do Bridgestone Arena. Mm. And, uh, you know, you don't ever really, f- there's, not to try to say, I know what you mean. You don't always ever feel like you made right. <laughs> Like You always feel like this can all, you're, you don't, because you go do shows and you're like, I don't know why they're here. <laughs> like, you know, uh, and you're nervous that they're going to just be like, this guy stinks, dude. Uh, Bridgestone, but... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think exactly. Is it right now? Yeah. I mean, this could be it. it, it, it actually, now all, when you reflect back, like, it all so kind of changes. I yeah. mean, because you, you don't ever, even like saying, when I go up and say I'm a comedian, it's like going to this pebble thing. You're around people that are like super famous. And so then you're just like, you're like, I don't know, dude, I'm just a comic. And like a lot of people don't know who I am. And so you you kind of are like, I, I don't know if anybody knows me. You're like, I'm a comedian. You You don't feel like you could, you know, just walk by someone and like, assume they know you or mm-hmm. whatever uh so it's yeah it's uh you know it, it may be this special maybe that when i did that netflix special and then i started to do theaters that was because i remember i was at caroline's on broadway which was uh the last comedy club brian regan did before we went to theaters and i was at that show and i remember him saying he was going to theaters and uh and so getting to that level was a moment of like, all right. Like, and it wasn't even like I made it at that point, but you're, I, I'm in a different group now. Trending, like yeah. I can, I can go do it. You know what? At, uh, I just did comedy magic club in Hermosa beach and I did it to do some new jokes, uh, to work on my new act. And then that we announced it maybe two days before I went and I was doing four shows. And then I kind of like, was like, man, are these shows like, are people buying tickets to it? And they all sold out immediately that was a good moment because i had a moment of like really like dude can i do a theater in la and i can't do a comedy club like no one's going to come so that was a moment of recently that i was like oh it's crazy because i just announced that and it went like two days before and it went very quickly so that was that was a good one we announced this 30 minutes ago and three random strangers showed up have you ever been in front of (laughs) a bigger audience i don't even know these people are yeah Yeah. doors open it's crazy um, would you say your greatest athletic athletic achievement is your inside the park home run in Little League? Yeah, easily. Tell us about it. That's a, big, uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, that was another. That's another joke. I like that joke a lot. I can t- I can tell that joke still sometimes too. Sometimes you forget jokes. That one I always kind of remember. But uh, I got walked, went to first base. Catcher was holding the ball, so I went. I felt like he was daring me. Ran to second. He overthrew second base. 
They overthrew third base. My third base coach told me to go home. I slid into home to then be told uh, it was only ball three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had to uh, – Take another crack. I mean, I had to, like, wipe off, get my bat. Like, everybody just gets back in place, and then I immediately strike out. But <laughs> – so the one thing about that that I have ne- that I haven't told, I might have told in an interview, I never told on stage. But the year before, I had a legit triple off a walk. So you got to understand when I'm do- when this is happening this year, in my head I'm like, this is what I do, dude. Like I thought <laughs> I'm dangerous. With don't a walk. walk me. Yeah. Like that's on you. Like yeah. you you didn't hear about me. Yeah. I've already got it. That was the last year was a legit. I got a triple. So I was like, this is just how I get around. <laughs> just get me on the back, coach. Yeah, yeah. I'll get around. You're a money ball guy. Yeah, we don't I care like, about his average, which is average zero, but he's scored 12 I mean, runs last year. I had that year. confidence in my head of like, it's happening again. This is old news for me, dude. I go, you know what? Maybe I'll try for home because I'm getting bored with triples off walks. Yeah. Billy That's Bean good. would love yeah, you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my guy. That's I, need, I got a guy. little leaguer in Tennessee. Yeah. Need him tomorrow. Yeah, he was there in the crowd. We're going to pay him in Cracker Jack. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, good. Is it my turn? All right, give me. I feel like mine are more like serious this time. Give me your favorite comic ever. Ever. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's a lot with Seinfeld and everybody, uh, Berg, African, probably David Tell, Brian Regan too, but I'm a big David Tell. David Tell is a big comic for New York. David Tell is not clean, but David Tell is uh, the, the true essence of a, uh, of a comedian in a club, and he's the most fun to watch. I would say if I, could pay, if I had to pay to watch someone, it would be him. It's not clean, but it's just fun. I gotta it's check a him lot out. of fun. Yeah, same. Yeah. I feel oh, like he hosts Insomniac in. on Comedy Central. Okay. And uh, Attell, uh, his first album is called Skanks for the Memories. And, uh, I like it already. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, yeah, like if you're, I mean, it's not going to be the politically, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but he he's the one, and he was the comic in New York that we'd all go watch every night. He's been doing it for a long time. And uh, just... Uh, He's everywhere. It's a cool story that I saw. This is how much respect he's got. When so when I was in New York, we 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 are as it become Boston Comedy Club. It was in New York, but it's called Boston Comedy Club. And so a lot of people come by there. Chappelle would always go there. You see Chappelle all the time. And uh, so uh, when you would see all them, you go to the cellar too. They'd always pop in. So when Chappelle would pop in, he gets to just pop in and go up and uh, whatever. And he he kind of bumps everybody that's on the lineup. And Attell would always go up at the end. So Chappelle's on stage. And this is when Chappelle would start going on stage and do like, he'd go up for an hour, two hours, something like that. And he, in the other comics, you would just be, you would just be like, well, Chappelle's here. You could either wait or you could just, they would pay you and you go home. And uh, so a lot of comics would always go home. Uh, Attell walked downstairs and Chappelle sees Dave Attell standing there. And he's the only comic who had done this for. And then he looks at him and he goes, oh, what's up, Attell? Chappelle says this on stage. And uh, Tell, it's like, hey. And then Chappelle's like, have you gone on? And uh, Tell goes, no. And Chappelle goes, all right, Dave Chappelle, everybody, good night. And walked off wow. and got off stage. And Chappelle was way more famous at that moment. Not saying Tell's not famous, but that was, this is Chappelle show Ch- Chappelle. So it's the peak. But it was the, that's the respect that Tell gets, is that even Chappelle is like, Damn. I'm not above, like, this dude. Like, I thought you said David Till at first. I was like, who's David Till? But David Till. Yeah. Uh, Till. Yeah. David yeah, Till. David yeah. Till. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. But that's also your, I wouldn't have Till. not have picked him as like, that's your guy. 
that's but he's a mo- he's a beast. He's a guy that you learn. It's about jokes. I mean, first time I did a Conan, and you go do it again. I was like talking to him. You know, I'm a new comic, and like, and I'm like, uh, God, I got to come up with five more minutes to do on the late night. That's like so hard. He goes, Is it? It's hard, and then just walked away. <laughs> and you're, and it's a moment that you're no. It's I, mean, I imagine you'd have a golf, you know, where it's like you're like putting's hard. You're like, oh, is it so hard? Figure it out, idiot. Like no one cares. <laughs> like good. just good. do yeah. your dumb jokes and get out of here. This like, shit was so fast too. Like listening, like so he fast. wrote that, but it, you could, it just sounds like Super train of fun. thought type stuff. I'm like, I know he's been through every word of that act, yeah. but it just feels like gets up like what should i talk about yeah. and he starts going he, he's the ultimate stuff is, and he's definitely not clean yeah definitely not clean the ultimate comics comic and just uh super fun That's yeah awesome. probably like the best stage guy oh you know, yeah small club yeah. guy he had uh, another one a fun story uh uh we're standing out like outside this is on in insomniac was on so insomniac he would go to towns and go to bars and so his fans would be like super drunk dudes and they'd come up and like kind of grab him and tell us kind of like yeah like you know it's like uncomfortable for him and uh Joe DeRosa, very funny comedian, Ben Bailey, host of Cash Cab. They were both standing there with the tell. And this kid comes up to tell and goes, Dave, what's up, brother? And starts grabbing him. And he's like, all right, man. And then he's, so Ben Bailey and Joe DeRosa are sitting there. And he goes, oh, have you met my two friends? Just stands there and watches it happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like stuff like that that's around like New York. That's so funny. That's it's, good. He's a, he's a, oh, he's, uh, we got to throw one golf in it. there. Uh, give me your favorite Boo Weekly story. It's the orangutan. It's the only oh, one. Oh, yeah. Know. It's the, I don't know him at all. I've okay. actually told his story for him. Uh, but when he fought an orangutan, if you don't know the story, it's a, he goes to a fair when he's 15. He's like super southern, right? I've never met oh, him. Really. Oh, he's beyond. the most panhandle. Yeah. yeah. Big dude. Uh, he's from Georgia or, Flor- or Florida panhandle, Florida, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, Florida or something like that. Yeah. And then goes to a fair and uh, does uh, uh, they have the thing where you pay $5, pay $5, win 50 if you can last fighting this orangutan worth it worth it and so he gets in there and the orangutan's got and i just picture the orangutan just like arms down like any and he said he's circling him and the orangutan just keeps like moving like the orangutan has no emotion in this at all and he said he's gonna he faked right and he was gonna punch left so he faked right and they just woke up in his buddy's truck (laughs) the the orangutan just laid him out and it's i mean it's like a dream of a story to have as a comedian it's the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, and I've never met him. Uh, John Augustine, who I'm really good friends with, just was played with him. And uh, he told me, I, I don't know, I haven't talked to, John didn't tell me if you talked to him, but I was like, you have to tell him that I've told that. <laughs> like, it's the greatest story ever. Like, so that's my favorite. Boo is the best. I'll, I'll give you a quick He's one special. on him too. He's playing with Graham Dillette, one week, Canadian yep. golfer. And Boo's got a dip in. Takes the dip out, puts it back in the can. And Graham's like, Boo, did you just recycle your chew? He's like, Yeah. He goes, Boo, you're a millionaire. He goes, Spits on the ground. He goes, Multi. <laughs> <laughs> Boo's the best. I played with him actually at the team event in Zurich one year. Oh, yeah. Dude, we would be walking down a fairway and there'd be some gators and he starts making their mating call and they start swimming across at us. And I'm like, Okay, that's close enough. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, keep yeah, those yeah. things away. Oh. He is, you would love him. I, 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 Boo, I would like to meet you. We and can hang make out that happen. And hear those stories. He's one of one. Yeah. That is for sure. That's what I like. Yeah. 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 And he ain't, it ain't an act. Yeah, yeah. That's real. Dang that's what fun. you want. Yeah. That's what people, like, that's the authenticity is what 
and that's what like the people like like and that's why that someone like that is like so perfect because you're like yo this dude is this dude yeah he'd only wear rain pants for a while because like real material like aggravated his legs or something so it'd be 78 and sunny out and be in rain pants it was the hottest <laughs> shit imaginable you know what <laughs> he, I mean? he loves his he, he loves his caddy light yeah. we were uh we had, we had to go back out for the rain delay we had to play two holes at 7 30 so we're finished at eight o'clock get in the car to go back to the hotel for got four hours he had two natty lights on the way home at eight in the morning i was like god this guy's yeah. just a legend it's real That's he what I'm saying. uh i saw uh rory sabatini i met him this week he seems fun he was getting after it i would stick with boo yeah, Rory <laughs> elaborate had, on that now. Rory had a zipper on. He had two zippers in his jeans. <laughs> Wait, I liked it. What? He had his normal zipper, and then there was another zipper on the jean, and that was like just a, for style. I don't. I guess so. I guess so. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a. Hot, I liked it because we. Were, I think and then they were because I was like I think we're playing tomorrow. <laughs> like, there, are you gonna wear those? And then yeah, I find he did pretty good. Dude. Like I think he did all right. He shot on, like uh, so it's yeah I like uh, I, I like that. If someone's just them, yeah, he, whether it is he's you're like, him too. You're you, dude. True I, I'm Slovakian. On, I'm on board with that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Slovakia's finest <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. All right, my last one. I'm I'm excited. I hope there's one that stands out. I feel like all comics have one. You're a beast now. There has to be one show on the way up where you just tank, just bomb, nothing hit. Do you have a worst bomb story? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, man. Like, there's, you know, it becomes so much. I performed for one guy once. Like, he Sweet. wouldn't, we asked him to leave. <laughs> uh, I was on stage. I was like, I don't want to do this. He goes, you'd be fine. Uh, and then, so I had to just do it. Uh, so I didn't know sure I waited table because the waiter didn't show up. So I waited tables because I knew how to wait tables. And then I went on stage and then had to get right when I got off stage, I had a, the guy just goes, I'll take one more. He goes, like, I, mean, I just got in the middle of a joke. I mean, yeah, in the middle of it. I mean, I literally, I go, good night, everybody. And I stayed once to off. He goes, maybe there may be two more. And I was like, right. I had to go get, okay, let me get my just apron. immediately back to like, you're nothing. Just kicked in the nuts. Uh, yeah. I, but I, one of them I talked about in a special, I performed for an audience that uh, the guy that booked me, it was a corporate event, was a big fan. But the whole audience did not speak English. And it's like, I mean, it's maybe a thousand people that don't speak English. And it's just his family that does. And so that one was, I mean, that you're just up there and it's just silence. And Gibberish, it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just no, there's no reason. You just said anything. You're just getting through it. That's, and that, that's the stuff that you got your time. I mean, there is no timing. There's just, you're saying jokes and they're annoying. You know, one that I did, you know what, bring my dad back into it. So, uh, when I was just starting and I would go home, I was staying at home. My dad had a show at noon and he was doing some like conference. And so he woke me up and he was like, look, if you come do the show, I'll give you like 200 bucks. And you know, so I'm like, all right, I'll go do it. So he has me go and I go up at like 1130 in the morning. And so people are eating, like they're at a buffet, they're eating. I mean, I just, no one even knows I'm on stage. I'm watching people like hug and like greet each other. And I'm up there telling jokes and nobody, there's just, no one would know that I'm there. If you, you know, it just looked like I'm it's white noise. Just, yeah. Yeah. You just up there saying it. So I mean, just complete silence. I do like 20 minutes and then my dad goes up and then destroys. And then I realized like my dad made me do that just so he didn't have to sit through that. So he was like, I'll bring my son down. So he just brought me to bomb for 20. I mean, and the bomb before noon is a tough one because it's your day's not even really getting going. 
and you've already just set in one and you got to just the rest of the day you're just like what ha-? like it's just very funny to bomb and just still have daylight on your face for well, a it can only time. go up yeah I mean, that's true a little positive brunch bombing yeah, a little brunch nice. bombing is yeah, uh, that's a nice way to get it kicked is, off. Uh, yeah it's a good one all right last one Thanks, i Dad. believe you, you do you travel with like a trainer slash health coach i do yeah okay can you please tell us how you met him uh, he was my barber, <laughs> so he did a mustache today. I didn't have a mustache. He Looks just did good. it today. Uh, it's he was uh, he's my bar. He was my barber in Nashville, and I always go to him. And uh, he was got really into fitness too, and knew a lot about it. Lost a lot of weight, and then so like being on the road, it's just like you know you're just eating. I mean, just nonsense, and it's hard. And uh, so I was kind of like you know kind of getting a two for one where I was like, all right, if I bring him out to be my trainer, but then also to have him be my barber. Uh, it all kind of worked out. So like now he's out and he comes out with me. He's out with me here now. He might be one of one barber he's slash it. trainer. I know. I was That's like, dude, we gig. could, we could start a business. If anybody needed this unique thing, I'm the only one that needs the thing that he brings. So I don't know who else needs it, but, uh, yeah, I know Segura has his trainer and it's a, and he's a photographer. So he kind of has, you know, but it's, you, you can find some unique, if you need someone, just find someone that can do a couple things. And then you're like, yeah, I could probably use both those things. A little jack then, of all trades. Yeah, yeah. If you guys need trimmed up, we can go get you trimmed up, dude. A little bit of both. <laughs> Take you up on that. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Uh, we appreciate Nate, man. you, Nate. You're awesome, man. Dude, thank you so thank much. You really so appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so Love much. Big fan. Appreciate you. That was awesome. All right. Well, that was Nate Bargatze joining us on Golf Subpar. What a dude he is. Just came off an incredible week at the AT&T Pro-Am where he played with Webb Simpson. I tell you what, I, I, I love the guy. I didn't know him very well. Friend of a friend introduced us, please. But the way he goes about it, he's so different than any other comedian I've ever heard. He's clean. He's so dry, sarcastic. I, I, I love the guy. Being a clean comic this day and age, I feel like is an impossible task. Is uh, which also might be good because there's so much. It's hard to talk about anything anymore without people wanting to cancel you. I mean, virtually every topic is going to piss somebody off. So to be clean, like he is, uh, probably the safest route to go. But it's also the hardest route. And man, his stuff, his stuff is so good. Like it's the the stuff he gets into with with his wife and the arguments that have. Like anybody's been married, like yup, yes. Sometimes I feel like he's talking directly to. I'm like yes, dude, exactly. That's what's going on. The fell swoop stuff was one of my favorites. That one got a lot of run uh, back in the day. But just all, all his stuff is he's he's like a breath of fresh air, dude. You could have a you could have a 12 year old kid go to a show, or you could have a 65 year old dude go to a show, and everyone's gonna like it. That's rare. I, I told you one of my favorite things, you're not a big coffee drinker, so you don't understand, but the Starbucks bit he has, where it's so intimidating going to Starbucks and ordering your coffee. I mean, that hit home with me. Like you said, the TSA thing, you know, Nathaniel, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nate, yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. You, you see how we got there, right? You see, you see, but it is yeah. the same, right? Yeah. I, I don't dare go out on a limb and tell him my name is actually Nate. <laughs> Nate, no. <laughs> we got to get over here with three names trying to get on this plane. Oh, he's awesome, man. Uh, hopefully we can get out to Nashville, play some golf with him. Loves the game, by the way. He was all in at the Phoenix Open. Like, he was one of the few guys out there, like, wanting to see some golf on 16. It's like, where's the best place to, like, see shots? I was like, yeah. They're not, uh, not, I know, not I, a lot. I, I, Maybe right by that TV over there? I took I took a few of them this week, too. Oh, <laughs> boy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, not I'm bad. Yeah. I'm heading, actually, after this, I'm heading to um, the Give 
John Mallinger's charity event, which I cannot believe I have to play golf today. But you know what? This is what we do. We're the hardest working men in show business. We got to keep it rolling. I know you're taking a little time out, but I got to keep it going over in L.A. with the big cat, Tiger Woods, teeing it up at the Genesis. Let's get to some picks. Um, Let's do get to some picks. None of us took Scotty Scheffler last week, back-to-back champ. Um, but this is going to be a fun one. Another designated event, elevated event, whatever you want to call it. Massive purse. The stars are going to be out. Who are we going with? Well, first, let me tell you about our amazing sponsor, where you need to be placing your bets, FanDuel. And this should be good right now, Cole. Drive for show and bet for dough this golf season on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets to tee off the PGA Tour season. Use your no-sweat bet on players like, oh, I don't know, the ones we're about to get to right now when we make our picks, to win outright finish in the top 20, win a head-to-head matchup or more during the Genesis. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app, the app is so easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds. And when you win, you get paid. Win? Immediately. Oh, correct. So step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour. Go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up now. That's FanDuel.com slash subpar to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. FanDuel. Official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Stand by for this. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana or visit www.mdgam.com gamblinghelp.org in maryland 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY uh, in new york 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming or colt obviously visit www.1800gambler.net in west virginia there you go in any state you're in we got somebody to help you out with your gambling problems that's that nice to what, know what a read what a read that dude. is that rolls off the tongue that basically reads itself that's I mean, a wrong like day. Say Jack on Wheel of Fortune, just reeling it off. This thing's just it's natural. I'm well, let's get to those Jack, picks. I'm Vanna White. Oh God, Vanna White, best gig. That's maybe the best job in the history of. There's nobody. By the way, yeah, I don't know how we just got on that, but Vanna White. I mean, you get paid like eight million dollars a year to. She doesn't have to flip them anymore. She just no, it. no, dude. You don't want to get carpal tunnel. Just go ahead and touch that lit up <laughs> square over there. Let's get and dress up in a nice dress. We give you about. Five million a year. How's that? Yeah, sound? no big deal. All right, cool. well, let's get to some picks. Got a loaded field, a loaded gallery, a loaded couple of subpar commentators. No big deal. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go on a guy. I tell you what, my favorite. He's going off at fifteen to one. He blew a huge lead here a few years ago. He loves this golf course. This is where he took down Jordan Spieth at the NCAA's. I'm going Justin Thomas. Okay, good. I'm going to spare you the commentary. I like the pick. You got to go with guys that hit big balls. They got hit big balls, got big balls. That's what you need at Riv. Tony Finau, 18 to 1. Checks the box. I didn't, 
having a great was having a very solid week at Phoenix. Bogeyed 17 the final round to set him back a little bit. Would have been in a top 10, but give me give me a big tone out at uh out at the Genesis. 18. Like it. Lost in the playoffs to Max Homa there. Mm-hmm. Um this golf course, I feel like there's you always see the same guys up there at the top of the leaderboard. It's uh there's certain guys that just love this golf course. They thrive around this golf course. And one of them is a dark horse going at 65 to one. He's lost 30 pounds. He's a ball striking machine. Just played really well at San Diego. I expect him to play really well in LA. Keegan Bradley. Love it. Love it. I'm going to stick with the blueprint here of people that play well at Riv, long hitters, high ball hitters. Hideki Matsuyama, 37 to 1. Likes the big stage. That is not a dark horse, but I'll it's fairly lie. it's fairly dark. 30, I mean 37 to 1. You get 37 okay. on your money. That's that ain't a that ain't a favorite. Well, to all of our loyal, wonderful listeners out there, we, we apologize. apologize. Yeah. For our voice. It's not good, but this is what happens after the WM Phoenix Open. We left it all on the field. We we threw we threw our heart into this thing. We made it a very great success, I would say. Thanks to everyone for the Larry, everything you do. Um, it was one hell of a week. We'll be back next week, hopefully sounding a little better, Sleaze. Impossible to sound worse, so I think that's a safe <laughs> bet. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on next week's Golf Subpar. Bye.